Welcome, welcome, and thanks for tuning in to my podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Mosley. I have not yet figured out a name for this, but we will get to that at another time. Um, I really just wanted to go ahead and start putting out this great content. I just hope people are tuning in, you know. Um, this podcast was created to, like, break down the Bible in a way that provides reasonable understanding um, from subjects of political ideologies to everyday occurrences, um, my goal is to use this content to bring either a new or different voice with a reasonable and biblical perspective, like emphasis on the biblical perspective part. Um, but before I go in, here's a little bit about me. I'm 24 years old from Memphis, Tennessee, Whitehaven specifically. Um, I currently live in Fayetteville, North Carolina with my wife, Jada. Um, we're still fairly newlyweds, being that we just got married in April, um, on April 29th to be exact. We were only engaged for a day, but, you know, that's the story for another day. Um, I left high school, went to school, um, went to college in New Orleans um, at Loyola University for a year. Um, that didn't work out too well. Um, ended up selling planes and doing a few other jobs um, before I joined the Army in 2019. Um, I've been in for almost three years as a paralegal specialist, and I'm about to go to BLC soon um, and become a sergeant. Yeah. But yeah, I was born and raised in church. Um, my dad is a minister and an elder at the church that I went to back home. Um, I will say I definitely didn't actually um, begin to believe in God until I was um, about 18. Um, I would say this is about 2015 during my first semester in college. Um, before then, I was kind of straddling the fence of atheism and trying to get my life right. Um, so uh, if one can imagine what that's like, uh, that's where I was in life. Um, you will hear me talk about a concept of unlearning and relearning um, because, honestly, I had to do a lot of that. Um, so this podcast will be a lot to include much of what I learned and am still learning to this day. And it kind of takes me into my point, which is... I think though I don't have a general um, title for the podcast yet, I'm still kind of working that out, taking suggestions. If you have any, definitely let me know. Um, but I, I really want to title this first podcast is, you know, maybe we've been misinformed. Um, there are a plethora of topics that that really come to mind when I think about the things that I've had to unlearn and relearn. Um, and a few of those topics have been like tithing or speaking in tongues, the topic of deliverance, of prophecy, perfection, um, little gods in the Bible, judging or people leaving the faith. Um, today, I kind of want to just dive into any one of those topics, really. Um, and I do want you guys to know that if you're listening to this, um, I want this to be more of an interactive podcast. So it won't just be me talking. Sometimes I'm going to try to have other people um, to give their insight and to give what they think. And maybe we can just have a discussion and have a conversation. Uh, the whole goal is to basically practice Romans 12 and 2 and and bring a different mindset, like for people to be able to know the word and hear it and also get a better and clearer understanding of what they have. Like that's just really my goal. Um, to so that way that they can be transformed by the renewing of their mind. Um, so that's basically what I want to do. Um, also, I'm very strict on scripture. 
so me personally, I take scripture as face value. You know, it says what it means. Um, you'll hear me going to the Greek and going to the Hebrew to make sure that I'm being accurate. And I won't even hesitate to say that I'm wrong about something and, and that needs to change or um, that my perspective needs to change because I want it to be biblical and I want it to be reasonable um, to people. And I, I just don't want to lie to you. Like, that's just my, my main goal is I don't want to lie to you. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into it. I think I'm going to start with tithing since I brought that up, um, you know, mainly because we talk about money a lot in church. And I know that, you know, we have an issue with it most times um, because, like, we're looking at it from the Old Testament point of view. And I think a lot of people are caught up in the tradition of just saying, you know, hey, we're t we're 100 percent tithe givers. And it's like, OK, so what does that mean? What does that look like? Um, and I think that if we understood the Bible in a better way, maybe it would enhance our giving, um, because I've had this conversation about tithing with quite a few people, as I've had with all of those topics with quite a few people. But it's always interesting. It's like when I say, hey, hey, man, you've never tithed in your life. And they like, what? Like, you are lying. You're going crazy. And I'm like, just hear me out, man. Like, you've never done that. Like, it, because show me. Like, show me in the Bible where where you have tithed. Not, not okay, the Bible talks about tithing. And it's like, no, where you have. And then we go to um, the Bible, and we go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 10. You know, the, the theme scripture for all of this. And I'm like, that's. That's a great scripture, you know, if you're if you're um, pro tithing in the New Testament. But that's an Old Testament verse. And it's like if we just took the time man, just take the time to look, because I'm not saying let me preface this and say I'm not saying that you are to not give. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that you just have never tithed because the Bible it like it. That's a it's a part of a commandment that was part of their commandment in the new testament to do this and so i'll read malachi 3 10 um typically you'll hear me come out of the amplified and the king james version um just so you are aware of where i'm coming from so malachi 3 10 says bring all the tithes the tenth into the storehouse so that there may be food in my house and test me now in this says the lord of hosts if i will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you so great a blessing there until there is no more room to receive it. And I love that, man. Like, I, I love how, you know, amazing that God is for that for that group of people to you. Hey, you do this for me and and try me and I will open up the windows of heaven, pour you out a blessing that you don't have room to receive. Like, that's amazing. Right. And so then I go and I ask people and I'm like, hey, so we're. Where did you get that last part, right? You said you tied this this past week, you know, has the windows of heaven open for you and God's giving you something that you don't have room to receive? Like show me, man. I I will I I'm in it it's a curious question. You know, it's not to be condescending. It's like, hey, like if you truly have, I would love to see. But most times people give like an abstract answers like, "Hey, that wealth is for generations to come. And it's like, what? Like, nah, that's not how that works, man. You know, <laughs> like all of a sudden your 
your children's 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 children are rich because you tithe today. Now that sounds great, and, and you you ask the question, why argue against that, right? But then the Bible says that you are judged by every idle word you speak. Um, so if I take you to Matthew, the next you know book in the Bible after Malachi, chapter twelve, verse thirty six. And it says, but I tell you, on the day of judgment, people will have to give an accounting for every careless or useless word they speak. 37 says, for by your words, reflecting your spiritual condition, you will be justified and acquitted of all of the guilt of sin. And by your words, rejecting me, you will be condemned and sentenced. So that's basically why I take this thing so seriously, because I'm like, hey. I'm going to be judged by everything I say. So I would rather say what the word says verbatimly rather than to go off with just what someone taught me, you know, because I could be going down the wrong path. And it's not to say that whoever taught me was a false teacher. It's just to say that whatever they said was just simply false. You know, I go to first Corinthians chapter four and verse six. And, you know, the, the theme of this scripture is basically saying not to go beyond what is written. Right. Um, and in the Amplified, it says, now I have applied these things. That is the analogies about factions to myself and Apollos for your benefit. Believers, so that you may learn from us not to go beyond what is written in Scripture, so that none of you will become arrogant and boast in favor of one minister or teacher against another. Like, that's it, man. I, I only want to come straight from the verses. That's that's all I would like to do, especially if we're talking about it from a biblical perspective. So then I go back to tithing. I'm like, OK, hey, man, like why? Why are you saying that you're doing this? But you have never actually seen the the benefit from it. And it's and it's like, OK, because either God is lying or you're lying. Like it has to be one of the other because you've never seen it. And then I think about like. You know, people like to put things in context. Right. So in the Old Testament, you know, after you won a war, you had the spoils. And so you gave a tenth of what you had to this feast once a year. Then if you ask your average person today, how many times do you tithe? Then it's going to be every paycheck. It's not once a year. It's every paycheck. And it's like, nah, nah, man, <laughs> that ain't it. Actually, they actually were bringing food to a storehouse like it wasn't just them having dollar bills and bringing that to a church and giving it to a church like they were actually. See, we, we tend to take the Bible as metaphorical. So then all of a sudden, you know, the Bible can mean anything that we want it to mean. You know, it's, it's the difference between what does the Bible mean and then what does the Bible mean to you? Because now you can just tell me what it means to you and you are right in your own way because that's what it means to you. But if we limit it to what does the Bible mean, then that changes uh, quite a bit, actually. Because if you go to um, the Bible and you read in the New Testament about tithing, um, there is a time where I believe Jesus is talking about it. And he's saying that um, you don't tithe, but you do this and this. And I forget where it's at. Um, and I, I know I can find it, um, but I really want to take a person to or if you're listening to Hebrews chapter seven and this one really talks about tithing. And I think it explains why we have not tithed in this covenant. 
Um, because again, I'm not saying not to give, and I'm gonna take you to some places where we can talk about giving, and but just tithing is not a part of that. Um, and so I want to validate Paul here. You know, I really want to make sure that we understand why we are taking Paul's scriptures and going off of them and being very specific as to when he says something that it is actually valid and it's true and that it comes from God, you know, and I want to take you to first um, Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37. This is to validate Paul, right? Because I'm a, we're going to be using a lot of what he says in the verses. So I want to show you as to why we do so, because I already took you to first Corinthians four and six, right? And it's saying, Hey, do not go beyond what is written from me and Apollos, right? So we got him and Apollos, and there he's saying don't go beyond what he writes to people, right? So then it's like, okay, the scriptures. So if we go to First Corinthians, and then you may ask the question and be like, hey, okay, why should I listen to you then if the scriptures should be the Old Testament because that's what he's going off of? Well, now I'm about to give you a verse to make what Paul says the scriptures, so then 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37 says, If anyone thinks and claims that he is a prophet, a true spokesman for God, or spiritually astute, filled with and energized by the Holy Spirit, let him recognize that the things which I write, Paul, which Paul writes to you are the Lord's commandment. If the, Verse 38, if any, anyone does not recognize this, that is a command of the Lord. He is not recognized by God. Uh-oh. That's it right there. It's telling you, you have to just go by what is said. We're not just taking his word for it just because. We're taking his word for it because he's a representative of God, right? So if I go from 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 37, and then I go to Hebrews 7, the same same Paul is speaking here again. You know, we're here and we're saying that furthermore, in Hebrews chapter 7, verse 9, in the Amplified Version still, furthermore, here in the Levitical priesthood, tithes are received by men who are subject to death. But in that case, concerning Melchizedek, they are received by one whom it is testified that he lives on perpetually. So, I want to jump down to verse 11 and it talks about why this is different now, because when we look at the scriptures and we look at the Old Testament, we have to we have to realize that there was an old and now there is a new. And so that the Old Testament has been done away with. No, it hasn't been abolished. It has just been done away with for our sakes because Jesus came and fulfilled it. Because, you know, with most of the things we've done would have been stoned for for those reasons. But if you go to Hebrews chapter seven, verse 11, it says, now, if perfection, a perfect fellowship between God and the worshiper had been attained through the through the Levitical priesthood for under it, the people were given the law. What further need was there for another and different kind of priest to arise one in the manner of Melchizedek? rather than one appointed to the order of Aaron. So then it says in chapter tw in verse 12, for when there is a change in the priesthood, there is a necessity. A, a, there is of necessity a change of the law concerning the priesthood as well. Look at that. So 
we had Melchizedek. Um, if you got, if you don't know, if you're unaware and not privy to this information about the high priest Melchizedek, um, I would say definitely take some time to go back into the Old Testament and read about him. He was amazing, and so what? Um, what his his relationship with God put him in the order as to which Jesus came from. You know that he's in high, he's in high priest. He's basically um, the the next best thing between you and God. And it's like he was the mediator at that time for those people. He was the high priest. And so now we have in high priest in the order of Melchizedek. And so that's what that's talking about. We have Jesus. Right. So it is saying if you go down, uh, I will, you know, beseech you to read Hebrews seven all the way through. But just for the sake of time, I don't want to make these, you know, super long podcasts, um, even though they might end up coming out to be that way. But if you go down and you're reading, then when Jesus comes and it goes to um, verse 18, um, it tells you about the new commandment. And so it says Hebrews chapter seven, verse 18, the Amplified Version says, for on on the one hand, a former commandment is counseled. Because of its weakness and its uselessness, because of its inability to justify the sinner before God. 19. For the law never made anything perfect, while on the other hand, a better hope is introduced through which we now continually draw near to God. So in verse 20 is better to add on to it. And indeed, it was not without the taking of an oath that Christ was made priest. Like this is it. This is letting you know that there is a new commandment. And in that commandment, tithing was made in the old commandment. It was made in the old law under the law where you were you are to tithe. Because what what is always interesting to me is how we leave out the or no, we I will say misrepresent the rest of. The scripture in Malachi chapter three, because if you go back to Malachi chapter three, after you read chapter 10, it says, hey, or chapter three, verse 10. And it says, hey, man, I open up the windows of heaven and I'm pouring out a blessing that you won't have room to receive. And it says then in verse 11, it says, then I will rebuke the devourers, the insects, the plague for your sake. And he will not destroy the fruits of, of the ground, nor will your vine in the field drop its grapes before harvest says the lord of hosts it's like bam like wow this is so amazing this is awesome but then it's saying like with before you miss out on this it's like okay what if you don't tithe right so if you don't tithe then it says hey verse go back up to verse eight will a man rob god yet you are robbing me but but you say in what way have we robbed you god says in tithes and offerings you have withheld then so therefore you are cursed with a cursed for you are robbing me this whole nation wow if you don't tithe you are robbing god and you are cursed with a cursed for robbing him now do we believe that to be true because we're sitting here saying that jesus became a curse right for for everything like but we're not we're not sitting here truly believing that because we want to go off the Old Testament. And then it's like, hey, so what what should I do then if I'm not to go off of the Old Testament? And it's like, hey, man, 
if if you go look at Second Corinthians chapter eight, if I'm not mistaken, let me make sure I can pull it up. Yeah, so if you read about um, giving in Second Corinthians chapter eight, especially verse nine, it'll talk about like what this actually looks like. Because this, for one, chapter 8 is all about giving. That's what the entire thing is about. Because it's talking about the churches in Macedonia and how they were um, giving out of their distress. They were giving out of their um, lack. So they didn't have much, but they gave as much as they could to support the saints in Jerusalem, if I'm not mistaken. But they were doing this. And so now Paul is coming to the Corinthians to get them to do the same things. Like, hey, guys, there are people out here who don't have much, but they're giving their time, their abilities. They're giving their money. They're giving all that they can possibly give without giving absolutely everything that they have and having nothing after. It was like and God is blessing them for that. So it's showing you that you're able to continue to give. But in this, there still is no thing about tithing. There's just nothing about tithing in here. And it's just showing you that there's more to giving than money. Because it's like, hey, you give your time. You you give your effort. You know, you give your opinion. You, you give um, who you are as the body of Christ. It's like, look at this, man. Like, you guys, you can give, so you should give. And if you take time to do that, then you will see the blessing. But then what I love about the next chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9, or ver chapter 9, verse 6, my bad. So 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, let me slow down. Th like, this is where giving happens in the New Testament. This is the scripture to show you what it's like when you give. So, again, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, in the Amplified Version, it says, Now remember this, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows generously, that blessings may come to others, will also reap generously and, and be blessed. Verse 7, Let each one give thoughtfully and with purpose, just as he has decided in his heart, not grudgingly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver and delights in the one whose heart is in his gift. Look, 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 look. And then I love verse eight, too. And God is able to make all grace, every favor and earthly blessing come in abundance to you. So that you may always, uh, under all circumstances, regardless of the need, have complete sufficiency in everything, being completely self-sufficient in him and have abundance for every good work and act of charity. Like this, this is it. This is it right here. So here it's not talking about tithing because tithing was for a specific time. It was for a specific covenant, which was the old covenant, the law itself. And so, like I showed you in Hebrews chapter 7, we are no longer under that law to tithe in that way because tithes was taken by that priest. But we have a different high priest. So the, then the law tends has to change, as we read in Hebrews chapter 7. Is it with a new priest comes a new law. 
And under this new law, you do not have to tithe to him. Now the giving, giving is still in order because if you give sparingly, you will reap sparingly. And if you give bountifully, you will reap bountifully. But the difference between the promise of tithing and just simple giving is that if you don't tithe, you are cursed with a curse. You are cursed with a curse. And I think that that's what we're seeing on a um, on a scale here is that people are giving sparingly and calling it tithes and then they're reaping sparingly. You see the difference? It's like, hey, since you have a hundred bucks, you give ten dollars. Like you definitely could have given more, but since you were thinking on the aspect of tithing, you gave sparingly, and so then you reaps you reaped sparingly. Like because tithe isn't tithes, excuse me, tithing isn't more than ten percent. Because I've heard people say this, like, hey, I tithe more, I tithe what I wanted to give. Or what what I want to make as a salary or something like that. Well, if you tithe more, then technically you didn't give ten percent. Like, <laughs> like that's the whole point is that it's a tenth of something. So uh, a tenth of what you have have already, and it's like, yeah, it's a good concept. And again, you might ask, why argue against that? It's like, why why can't we just be specific? Why can't we just be biblical? Why can't we just be that way? Rather than saying, why argue against it? It's like, why argue for it if the Bible gives you multiple things to talk about? That way you can be justified in what you're saying and not just be wrong. And because it's a good thing in what you're saying, then it's like, okay, it's it's okay to still say it. Right. Because it's like, oh, it's a good thing to say that God will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you will receive. But then you look around and no one has received that blessing. Everyone still has room to receive everyone (laughs) like literally everyone still has room to receive. But yet we're still sitting here telling people that that's what's going to happen to them. And they continuously tithe because that's the thing is like we are tithing every paycheck. So shouldn't you be getting that windows of heaven blessing like every paycheck? But you're not. You're not. Like you have not and you want and you won't. And that's okay because if you give bountifully, guess what? You will reap bountifully. That's the covenant that you are under. Not this covenant saying that, hey, if you do not tithe, you are cursed with a curse because that you admit it. Sometimes you have not tithe. You have not. Like, think about that. So you're sitting here and you're doing things and it's taking away from the validity of the Bible because that and I want to go back to that because there was a big reason as to why I didn't necessarily believe um, so wholeheartedly in the Bible is because I never really saw. I can't say never. I didn't really see it being manifested in people's lives, what they were saying. And then you would say something. And then I go to the word and don't see exactly what you're saying or I see what you're saying, but I don't see um, the outcome or the quote unquote blessing in your life. Describe the way that the Bible says that it should be. So then it's like, okay, is God even real? So that's how skeptical I was about this thing. But then once I got to college, I began to see like, no, it actually is real. 
but there's a difference as to what people are telling me and what's the actual truth. So then I took it upon myself to just, you know, come into um, communication with God and just actually study this thing so that way I could see like the benefit of it. It's like because I'm not really seeing where everybody else is getting these things from. It's like you're reading this, but I'm like, I don't see what you're how you're saying this. Like you're telling me that you are going to be um, have the windows of heaven and open for you. But then when I ask you, did you get that? And you're like, well, no, it's coming later. It's like, okay, well, you've tithed maybe a hundred times this year. And you're telling me that you're not going to get it this year. It's like, well, these people got it every time that they tithe. And it was a point to make, though. That's just so interesting to me is that we just blindly follow, you know, that in what I see from that is that that's majority of us is that we just blindly follow anything. It's like, hey, like, OK, I'm just going to my pastor said it. So then all of a sudden, you know, I'm just going to believe this. And then, hey, my pastor said this, too. So I'm going to believe that. And that's that's only studying to show that your pastor is approved. But then it's like technically, I mean, it's not showing him approved if it's not even correct. So at some point in time, we have to actually say, all right, now I'm a study to show myself approved and this will help me. Because I think that you will actually learn the Bible in a greater way if you study to show yourself approved. And this is Second Timothy 2.15. Study and do your best to present yourself to God approved, a workman tested by trial who has no reason to be ashamed, accurately, accurately handling and skillfully teaching the word of truth. Like, boom, that's it right here. So it's showing you that and I'll read it from the King James, because I think that's the one that we all know. Right. So it says study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that needed not to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth and i always say this like let's talk about the things that the bible doesn't say in scriptures like that so if it says rightly dividing the word of truth what is it saying that you can incorrectly divide the word of truth that it's not just oh this is my interpretation so this is rightly dividing like no because then we all could say that the interpretation needs to be what does the word mean? What does the scripture mean? Like it just needs to be what it means, not what it means to you. Because this these verses aren't what it means to Mark Mosley. I know that uh, quite a few people that I've talked to uh, over the over the years have been like, oh, you know, Mark is very opinionated. Like this is not my opinion. I thought we were coming from the same Bible. I'm studying to show myself approved. You're studying based on what someone has told you, and it's been incorrect. And so at the end of the day, when you stand before the Father, unless you're a teacher, because teachers, uh, you're held to a higher standard. But unless you're unless you're a teacher, when you stand before God on your own, like it's going to be what do you know? And it's like everything, you know, has been incorrect because someone else has told you and they've been wrong. But we don't look at it from an impartial way. We have partiality to those who are above us because, you know, we trust them and we put them on a certain pedestal. And so then they cannot be wrong. Even if we literally see in the Bible that they may have been mistaken, they cannot be wrong. And that's 
that's just pretty crazy. It's like study to show yourself approved, man. Like, don't go beyond what is written. I've had, you know, quite a few friends, you know, recommend books and things. And I'm not shunning uh, reading those books, but I would rather not go beyond what is written in the Bible, man. Because there are so many things to actually know that the Bible speaks very, very clearly about. You know, because we talk about what the mysteries of God. And that's just so interesting. But most of the stuff is not a mystery. Like it's here. It's clear. It's verbatim. But I mean, we're we're not reading that. We're going off of just what someone that we trust told us, yet still not studying to show ourselves actually approved. And most times the person who told us has not studied to show themselves approved because most of this information has just been passed down by tradition. And all traditions aren't bad, but we cannot go beyond what is written. First Corinthians chapter four, verse six, like the Bible has all of the answers for every topic. All of them, whether it's a direct answer or a concept, it has the answer. So you can actually study to show yourself approved rather than just saying, oh, OK, I know this because my pastor gave me this or my leader gave me this. They're going to be held to their standard as well because they're supposed to be giving you accurate information, which is why I'm willing to fall on that sword or down that heel for, you know, the smallest of words in the Bible, because I'm like, hey, I've I consider myself teaching when I'm telling someone about the Bible and I want to be absolutely correct because I can be because the Bible is very clear about most of the subjects. And if I don't know something more times, I don't have to really say I don't know. Let's just go to the Bible and find out together. Like we can do this right here, right now, because it's less about my intention not being to lead you astray. Like, I don't want to lead you astray, and I am not going to if I only use what the Bible verbatimly says, right? Because, you know, most times we talk to people, it's like, it's not my intention to lead you away from Christ. It's like, but if you're doing so, the intention really does not matter if all you did was lie because you just don't know. So, tithing, no, no, fam, you have not, you have not tithed ever. Not in this one, not in this life. Maybe if 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 you believe in reincarnation, but I don't. Uh, but if you believe in that and you believe that you were a, a, a Israelite and now you're back again as a Christian. And it's like, oh, like maybe you have before in another life, but not in this one, not under this covenant. Um, Hebrews seven, you're under a different different covenant, man, like completely. It, it's made again. And all of the things, and this is something that I will touch on more as I make more episodes, will be that everything, and I, I've said this for a few years, and I have not seen it be incorrect, yet I'm still always studying the word too myself, right? So, but everything that I have seen in the Old Testament that was a part of the law, if it was for us to continue to follow, it would be repeated in the New Testament. For instance, you know, when people talk about the different foods that we eat. Right. And it's like, hey, you eat shrimp and you wear mixed linens and you do stuff like that. Like the the whole shrimp thing should have been gone in the like in the beginning in the Gospels. Like God clearly came back and said, 
hey, don't call anything unclean that I call clean. Like, it's simple. But we overlook that to then build a narrative like, oh, you're eating this and you're eating that. Like, hey, man, <laughs> like the Bible clearly talks about these things. But, hey, I think that's enough for uh, one episode, um, the first podcast. You know, I'm still thinking of a name. I got to come up with something soon. Um, I, I want to make this very interactive. I kind of want to, like, you know, think of it. If you're going to send me suggestions, I want to you know, kind of help you with that suggestion, right? You know, I'm thinking of, like, building, like, a brand of something. So, like, I would love it if the name is the entire brand and then, um, you know, I can have, like, sub brands within that, you know, like, you got what's that gap and then you got banana republic and old navy you right right so i want like that that motherboard name and then have those little s small ones uh, underneath but yeah i'm thinking of a name um and i'll take those those options so like if you are on my twitter um then you know that i was thinking of you know the gospel according to mark like that's pretty cool to me. I, I I did get some some negative feedback. I think once or twice. But hey, that's pretty cool to me. I kind of like it. But hey, guys, let me know what you think. Um, if you guys want to respond, um, I'm going to leave my information um in the descriptions and just reach out to me and, and let me know if you have specific topics that you think will be beneficial on this channel. Um, whether it's going to be political things or or just strictly biblical things, but just know that I'm going to come from a biblical aspect. So uh, my my thought process won't be typically of a secular nature, um, even though we, we can have those discussions, um, if you would like to be a part of the podcast. Um, but, you know, I, I truly hope that something was said to um, help transform some thinking there, um, because I'm going to go about each subject like this. I'm only going to come from what is written. You know, in the word, I don't want to go beyond that. Um, a lot of things that I'm going to say, you've probably heard in your church. Um, and I'm probably going to refute those things because I, I have to be clear about what the word says. And I really do feel um, a um, I would say somewhat of, for lack of better words, an obligation to let people know what what I truly, truly, truly believe the truth is, man. And it has extremely helped my life. In many, many ways. I mean, e even with this, just this topic of tithing, it's like it's interesting that w like I've never seen lack. I'm not lacking in any areas, yet I don't tithe. I don't tithe. But then I'm looking at people saying that they are and like they're not getting that blessing that they said. But then when they don't tithe, they're not getting the curse either. So. Like the Bible just it doesn't pick and choose what is what is going to do if it says it. It's like, hey, you will be cursed if you don't tithe. And it's like, oh, well, well, not you like not you. It's like, hey, he can't go back on that. So then he he made it different. It's like, hey, you don't have to tithe because this is not about you. This new covenant that you're under. Hey, you give sparingly, you'll reap sparingly. You will always receive something. If you give sparingly, you ain't even got to worry about a curse. You're fine because someone already became a curse for your sake. And he already took care of that. But hey, you give bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. So yes, giving is still in order. Don't get me wrong on that. But to say that you're tithing, like I, 
Hebrews 7 already tells you that you're under a different covenant. And it's literally talking about tithing throughout that chapter. So you know that that's in conjunction with that new covenant is that you do not tithe. You just don't. But again, I'm almost going back, circling back around. I truly do um, appreciate if you tuned in. Um, man, it, it, it will definitely touch my heart if you guys can leave comments and let me know how it was, the quality. I always want to make this better. I want to make, you know, learning about the Bible an experience, man. That's why I want to have people join me on this and, and, like, hear different. Even people that oppose my thinking, like, don't think that just because you disagree that you cannot be a part of the podcast. I just want to break down ideas, and hopefully we all can learn something and become better. Um, so, yeah. I want to do I do if you don't know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior um, Romans 10 9 10 ver chapter 10 verse 9 through 10 I will hope that you know uh, reading about Jesus you begin to believe that he did die for your sins and that he is the son of God and that he did rise from the grave three days after because um, I believe it's changed my life um, I hope that it will do the same for you too um, and in the description will be my info please don't hesitate to reach out Hope you guys have a great day.